Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Tellus here, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on May 17th, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. The most dangerous untruths are truths slightly distorted. And let me read that one again. The most dangerous untruths are truths slightly distorted. And that's by George C. Lichtenberg. So when I when I was going through my quotes and uh, seeing what I was gonna speak about on this episode, I actually started out with another quote that I was gonna speak speak upon, but it, it kind of it's something I may touch back on again later, but I, you know, it was one of those topics to where, uh, you know, it was it was sort of it's it's it was way out in left field, but it's 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 topical. It's one of those topical things, uh, as far as like what's going on in the news today. So, but with this one, this one also brought up something topical. And something closely related to my wheelhouse, I guess. And and it's about um, editing images, photoshopping images, you, you know, uh, changing images. Not not like I'm not talking about making some 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 fat actress look skinnier than what she is, or you know, or, or some some pretty actress. Uh, getting photoshopped to where she look unreally, un, like like it's not even real. No, I'm talking about when we're talking about photojournalism. Now there's a uh, there's a thing going on with this this uh, like well renowned. Now watch me forget his name. Watch me mess up the name. Steve McCurry is that the name? Steve McCurry. Um, and he's a he's a uh, you know world renowned photojournalist. Just just one of the pillars as far as photojournalism. Um, is that his name, Steve McCurry? I'm horrible with names. Uh, am I thinking about Stephen Curry? <laughs> Steve McCurry. I you know what? I'll put it. I'll put the link or put if I if I messed up the name, I'll put the correct name in the in the comments. But so it comes out that. There was this image, um, and I, I just thought it was one of those things where you know, like once you're on top, there's gonna be all all sorts of people just start just chiseling to to knock you down, just just grabbing at you to to bring you down. And I was wondering why all of a sudden this guy is popping up on, on the radar because I, I saw another story about him editing images, and uh, but I didn't see. I didn't I didn't see like the the before picture, you know what I mean? Like I didn't I didn't see like the before picture. Uh but so I came across this article and it was showing this recent picture. I can't remember if he won an award with it or what, but showing that it was edited and not only that, the the blogger or whoever was writing this article did some research and showed like what well, this happened multiple times like many many times now now this guy he's known for a photo uh photojournalist meaning you know in 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 the world of photojournalism they they have strict rules for 
not editing, not touching, not altering images. And, and it makes sense because if you're telling a story and if you are a photojournalist, you can't do stuff to where it, it defeats the purpose of you telling the story. You can't, it's almost like if, if somebody, if, if a writer or if a, a news reporter is doing like a report and taking and doing an interview and then they skew the, the interpret the, the interview instead of just like recording the interview and writing it for verbatim you know they add in their own words or, or or make expressions where expressions weren't made or you know do something to um to distort the the interview or just dis, dis, distort the quote that's the same thing with photojournalism. They can't do anything to distort the images, you know? And it, it seems like this is coming up a lot. Uh, matter of fact, I think I spoke about it, about uh, the World Photo Awards, World, uh, yeah, World Photo Awards, where they had the, it was, it was becoming so rapid that they had to rewrite the laws. And, and due to that, uh, uh, you know, as an effect of that, so many, Photographers have been disqualified, and this is like I, I I never understood trying to sneak shit. Like I, I've always been like if something seems too easy, like if if it's a sure thing, like oh we can just we can just do this and get away with it. It's a sure thing. I've never that's that's how I, I stayed out of trouble as a, as a kid when I was young like even taking shortcuts to, to school and stuff like that I, I never wanted to be that guy because you always heard stories of somebody trying to take a shortcut and they come up missing somebody trying to take a shortcut and, and there's a a, a, a a loose dog that mauled them that they didn't know about you know what I mean like or um, just trouble trouble awaits in taking a shortcut and so it seems like a lot of these photographers that are in these really really precise and strict career fields like photojournalists as a matter of fact i don't think there's any any other any more strict as far as unaltered images as far as photojournalism that's like the 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 pinnacle of you can't fucking touch that you can't skew or distort the images to to tell a better story you just can't so come to find out that's what this guy was doing but the the at least for the article that i saw it wasn't taken in the the photos weren't taken into in the context of photojournalism right so that's point number one so he wasn't the, the for the blog that i saw the, the pictures that i saw that was trying to out him it seemed to me that these were personal projects, but he, you know, because he's so big, is there such thing as a personal project anymore? Um, it's almost like a celebrity trying to just take a day off and go to fucking Krispy Kreme and, and think they're not gonna be bombarded. You know, whatever the top celebrity, who's the top? T uh, what's the name? Tiffany Swift, or, or uh, is that her name? Tiffany Swift, the Swift girl. It's just like if she tried to go to fucking Walmart, <laughs> you know, and and um, and think she's just not gonna be gaggled by fans. The same thing with this with this guy. Yeah, you doing a personal project? If you didn't put a disclosure saying, "Hey, this is a personal project," 
these images have been altered. I, I've done stuff to make these images look you know, better. I've taken out people, I've added. If you don't do that, if you just post them and you are known for a, a person that was that's in a career field, your, your whole career is built from you taking images that are unauthored because you were telling a story photojournalistically, like, like on assignment. But then you go to try to post some stuff without any sort of disclaimer that this is not my other stuff. To me, if you get found out, this is my opinion. I don't know anything about the guy other than the pictures I see. If you if you get out it and then now you're trying to explain, to me that's suspect. That's that's suspect, and and that's going back to this quote. That's dangerous. You know what I mean? Because you're at that level, you have photographers aiming to be you, and then they found out that you know it's a bunch of bullshit. Now I didn't go back or do enough research to see if he had actually done this in his um, as a photojournalist. But what is going to be the assumption? That's going to be the assumption. Like, oh, if it's almost like uh, like like uh, a serial killer, <laughs> you know, some someone like you watch these shows, Criminal Mind, and all these all these things, and it's always like when they find a body. If it if it was was done in a certain way, they automatically think, oh, this is not his first time. So that's what you think. If, if like this one blogger found ten images that you did this to, and you have a fifty-year career, you've been doing this fifty years, you think the assumption is not going to be you've done this all along, but you it's just the first time you've been caught. So no matter what, especially like to me, it doesn't matter because. If, if this was his personal project, then he, he can, you know, do whatever he wants to do with images. I'm, I'm just making a point is that's the danger, especially in this age, in this digital age of so easily manipulating photos that if you if you present something, if you even if you even if you are not on purposely presenting it as unaltered, if you are known for somebody that your all your accolades that come from photojournalism. But then all of a sudden you present this, these pictures and they're not labeled. And maybe they were, but this blogger decided not to mention that. I don't know. If, if you didn't mention that this is a personal project, um, and not, like, matter of fact, even if you don't say, like, you don't even have to say, because I don't, I don't think any, you, you should have to say, if, you know, you, you shouldn't have to say, like, oh, yeah, these edited and I did this, this, that. But, if you are at this this level, if you present something and you don't distinguish it from your what you did on the job, because the, the pictures I saw, they look like on assignment type photos. But I but they you know, I guess he was just traveling and these was just, you know, whatever personal project pictures. But if you don't if you don't like announce that, then this is what's going to happen. People are going to say, you know, uh he's known for this so of course i'm gonna assume it's almost it's, it's like if somebody's known for writing their own lyrics to a to a um, a song or a rap or whatever and all of a sudden it comes out that they've had a ghostwriter it, it was the music good yeah but now it's gonna bring up 
questions like if you were known for that like you know if you were like if you came out and said you know said like i write my own raps and that's what that's what you it's your claim to fame like you you your your podium is i write my own rhymes nobody write my own rhymes i mean nobody write rhymes for me but then somebody find out that you had a ghostwriter on this new album then yeah of what of course you're gonna get some sort of you know back it's gonna be a backlash about it yeah of course so a, a lot of uh, you know a lot of they say the best lie is a lie that's you know scattered with bits of of truth and that and that is so true and i think that's what this quote is talking about like the the worst untruth is the one that has just just a little just hints hints of 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 truth and uh i mean there's so many examples of that there's, there's so many examples of, of that sort of thing just shattering decades and decades of work by done by people i you can name you, you can just keep naming them whether before they die or after they die all this stuff come out i, I was recently listening to a, a interview of lance armstrong it was an old interview and like to me yeah i mean you can't take what the guy did you can't take even though they did but it's like when, when I, I it, it, this this world is filled with so many naive people, to think that a, a, a person can do what he did without some sort of enhancement, you know, you think Ron Coleman, Ronnie Coleman, is that big, um, w without any any help from from some sort of substance, and and but along with that, you think that a substance could get him to the level he he's at alone no no but in in the case of in the in the, uh case of lance armstrong but when you when you go after people for calling you out and then you and this is the part i didn't know i didn't know he was suing people for defamation and all this and, and ruining people's lives for calling him out for doing epo i didn't know that you know i was i was like i was 100 percent behind the guy until I found that out, like he's he's ruined people's lives for for telling the truth, and um, and then you know after it was all done, he's like, oh yeah, you know what, all this shit y'all was saying about me, it, it was true. You know, it's, it's like I don't understand why it's so hard to either to either just um, you know when 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 you're in the public eye. You know, it's hard to say. Well, that's my business. <laughs> when you're in the public eye and you got sponsors and shit like that, it's hard to say it's none of your business. You know what I mean? Because really, a lot of a lot of things that come out in the public is not the public's business. But when you have when you have people that are backing you, you have this gigantic engine around you. You have this. Yeah, you you lose. You almost lose that right to say. You know. To, to just think you can have be normal and, and have a normal life and on the other hand um uh, when shit come out if it comes out the the real truth you know whether it's it's sprinkled with a lot of untruths or sprinkled with a lot of truths and it's a big lie with a, a little truth or whatever it's just not a good it's not a good look man it's not you know it's not a it's it's hard to bounce back from that, you know. It's hard to bounce back from 
when you've been found out for for doing shit behind the scenes on any level you know thinking you know because now maybe maybe 20 years ago little things like that you could get by with but now man all eyes are on you all the time all the time 100% of the time so yeah just keep your nose clean especially when you when you out here uh winning awards and stuff and um you know putting your putting your 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 stuff out there as one thing but coming to find out it's not 100% true you just got to you know you just got to take the consequences when you when you found out cuz eventually <laughs> it you know it may be you may be smooth sailing in your younger years but you don't want to wait till you get 73 and then your whole house of cards come falling down all right pick of the day for the day is another picture taken at the phoenix zoo and um i posted one i posted this, uh one picture of this big steer from from that uh visit from that trip we i took to the phoenix zoo and this uh pick of the day for the day is an ostrich and that's in that same prairie Remember I was telling you, if you've never been to the Phoenix Zoo, man, it's just awesome. It has like all these animals just on this big prairie, just mingling, just just hanging out together. And uh, <laughs> and when I was taking that picture of the, the bull, I looked up and just walking along like the horizon, like like on this big old hill with this ostrich. Just I'm like, what? And so I, you know, I panned over and uh, took a couple of shots of that ostrich just 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 walking along man and I did some edits and um, pretty I, I pretty much tried to do the same thing I did on the pick of the day for yesterday or my previous pick of the day that sort of uh, analog uh, melancholy which is I, I, I just like that I like that look uh, because it was it was almost sort of like that, like a, you know, I mean, even though that that day it was bright, it was sunny, it was hot, but I wanted to give it a, I don't know, it just seemed like one of those weird things, you know, when you see like these weird videos, like an old like uh, nine inch nails video or something like that, and all of a sudden just like this weird animal, just just you know pop into the frame or do something weird. Um, to me, that's that's kind of how how it was, because the the those steer they were like right up front. Those steer and then there was like some other animals right up front, but then that ostrich was just like way in the back. And the the um, the vastness of that field, it was almost like as if that prairie was under a dome and it was lit with artificial light. It was kind of because. It was it was the only part that was in the sun. Like the, the, where I was standing, where I was standing, me and my my kids taking the pictures. There was like a a, a a fence, a line of trees, and we were like in the shade. So it was like the middle of the the walk area is sunny, but then you go to the side, like to the viewing spots of these you know these different sections. It, it was like uh, there there were like trees, and so you, there's like shade. And um, and then all of a sudden the sun just break. It's just open sky. And so it gave it like like it was lit artificially, almost like if it was, if it was uh, 
you were shooting through like a light tent or something and it was lit like artificially almost like if you were looking through some sort of some sort of goggles or something and looking looking on this prairie through you know like some sort of some sort of uh like i'm on like a diorama like these dioramas when you go to like these museums and things and they have these uh you know like these these animals posed but then it look it has like this really real look and then it's behind like this bubbled uh glass that's that's exactly how it look um so yeah man for for a while i think i've been to like five or six different zoos you know and i'm just fascinated by like every time i go to a zoo how different they are uh but phoenix zoo was one of the better ones phoenix zoo i say the, the best zoos i've been to is phoenix zoo uh sandy in his in his order um let me see it's close top between phoenix zoo and san diego zoo then the uh st louis zoo was pretty good and i would put uh my local zoo here at cheyenne mountain zoo i would put it last and i would put denver the denver zoo above it so i, I would go probably phoenix zoo sandy well san diego zoo maybe Phoenix Zoo, uh, Missouri, the St. Louis Zoo, and then the Denver Zoo, and then Cheyenne Mountain Zoo. So, but uh, yeah, man, that's it. Uh, I think that's it. I'm still waiting on my my C41 kit to come in so I can do some do some uh, pictures. I'm looking at a camera online on an auction. It's a Yashica Electra 35. I'm looking at that camera along with this uh, like a like some wide angle lenses so i looked on this website today to get some information about it there's this guy ken rockwell and i think i've came across his site before but he has this really really in-depth um why, why does that name sound familiar ken rockwell i'm gonna have to look that up uh before I shot him, before I shot him out, <laughs> even though I just shot him out. But anyway, so I went through his website and um, man, he, he had some sample images. He had this like really, really in-depth write-up about this camera. It's the exact same one that I'm looking at. So I may, I may have to pick that up, man. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm planning to spend probably like 20, 30 bucks because it comes with two wide angle lenses yeah two wide angles it's, it's coming with like a case it's a whole setup a case two wide angle lenses some like a mini tripod some other stuff but it's a the yashica electra 35 uh g is a uh it's a rangefinder camera so yeah i may i may have to pick that one up it's uh the only thing i was kind of skeptical about it is uh you know, it's you know I've been looking at these point and shoots. It is an interchangeable lens camera, of course. I just said that it comes with two other lenses, but uh, it's still more like a point and shoot because it's you don't have. Oh, I think the only thing you have control over is the um, maybe I can't remember if it's aperture priority or shutter priority, but but you can only you can only mess with one one or one or the other. So and I just learned that this morning. So. But uh, yeah, I think I have. I think I'm gonna have to pick that one up. The only other thing I gotta research is it takes a battery, and I, and I gotta, I gotta, I can't remember if they still make that battery. But it's a, 
It's a rangefinder camera. I don't have any rangefinder cameras in my arsenal. Uh, the one I, the Polaroid rangefinder that I did have, I broke it. I broke the rangefinder when I was converting it. So I've been looking at trying to find another cheap one. And this one is solid, man. It's, it's metal, uh, metal bodies. You know, it's, it's, it, it kind of reminds me of like a Leica, Leica or something like that. It has that look, you know, square, heavy, tough. Uh, not quite like a like an Argos C3, like those bricks, but you know a little slimmer. So, um, and then I, you know, I took I looked at some shots he took with it. Uh, they they look they look pretty nice, man. They look they look decent. So they were they were like you know sharp. Uh, you can tell the film he used was, was was grainy. It was it was a color film, but you know they were grainy. But yeah, you know that's that's what you expect when you do a film. So I may, you know, uh, I'm, I'm in, you know, and that's that's still to come, you know, meet my camera walkthroughs. But like I said, my plan is to do one a week, so 52 cameras, <laughs> and then uh, you know I, I start getting rid of them as I as I shoot with them, and uh, you know do a review, get the type of images I want. Then you know I, I, I can't I can't I don't know yet. If I'm going to like do giveaways or what, I, you know, I have to figure out something. But uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. Like I always say, I don't know a lot. What I do know, I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. I appreciate you, appreciate you guys coming back to listen. And I'll talk to you next time.